Welcome to the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. This is Mark Stephen Schwartz, and it is both an honor and a privilege for me to read the diaries from American and Allied civilian prisoners of war interned in and around Kobe, Japan during the Great Pacific War, World War II. This is episode number 25. We start with June 1st, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Hopes are running high on our going home next week. There's an article in the paper saying that Mexico declared war. The article says retroactive to May 22nd. The first I've ever heard of a retroactive war. Charles F. Gregg. Nope, no news today about our leaving and the Swiss consul did not appear. Oppenborn and Inserti returned from the hospital much improved. Day passed uneventfully with exception of a request for a list to be prepared giving the names of all men and their ages. Mr. Eldridge and Farwell came down to use the typewriter to prepare their list. Men are optimistic in the belief they will be leaving within a week. Roy Henning, Monday, have some pretty good indications that we will be going home soon. Took bath, shampoo, and shave. June 2nd, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. We are very anxious for the Swiss consul to come and give us the news as to whether we are going on the exchange. We had some scuttlebutt that we are next in line to go after the diplomats. The British evacuation has been postponed 30 days. This leads us to believe we have a better chance. The diplomats are supposed to leave June 9th. We believe the old man, at least, will be leaving with them. Charles F. Gregg. Still no news or announcement of those who are leaving. American consulate staff is to leave tomorrow for Yokohama. Roy Henning. Very nice weather still. No definite news yet. Get a little practice in my Japanese with Japanese boy and his friends. June 3, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. We got the scuttlebutt that there was some room on the diplomat ship and the old men were to go. I have made a handbag out of an old chair slipcover for my clothes. I took a zipper out of an old shirt and made a closing handbag for my toilet articles. I am all packed. They can give the order any time. Charles F. Gregg. Everything at a standstill, as if all of us were holding our breath until we know whether we will be leaving for Africa and then home. Rumors. 1. All Americans outside have been notified they would be leaving shortly. 2. A police guard from the other house hinted we would be leaving by the 7th. 3. Outside European fascist said radio report was that Americans from Shanghai, Hanoi, and Guam will be leaving shortly. 4. Five ships are supposed to be in the harbor. Matsuda is getting extremely overbearing and preemptory. Will not let anyone leave the house or go shopping for the group regardless of the agreement. Nickname is now The Skull. Roy Henning. 
Overcast but warm. Studding. Reed. Had strawberries for night snack and loquats. June 4th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. We were talking in our room last night. Brunton said he wanted to get some fishing tackle. We wanted to know what he wanted it for. He said he wanted to catch a fish, haul it up, spit in its eyes, and throw it back. We all agreed to give our families and relatives a banquet. It will be as follows. 1. Soup a la sushi. 2. Appetizer. Fish roe on toast a la Kobe. 3. Stew a la cathedral. 4. Side dish of shoe leather squid. Also a side dish of seaweed and one of horse beans. 5. If anyone is still hungry, we will give them rice and fish a la Argentina Maru. At that, we really have had a variety. 1. At least 10 varieties of fish. 2. Squid. 3. Octopus. 4. Shark. 5. Oysters. 6. Whale steak. 7. Whale blubber. 8. Horse. 9. Frogs. 10. Scallops. 11. Eels. 12. Sea slugs. 13. Seaweed. 14. Horse beans. 15. Cabbage. Two kinds. 16. Carrots. 17. Leek. 18. Soybean cake. 19. Soybeans. 20. Taro. 21. Daikon. 22. Turnips. 23. Rice curry. 24. Whale butter. 25. Oleo. 26. Dried bananas. 27. Salty plum jam. 28. Salty cherries. 29. Stingray fish. 30. At least a half dozen varieties of greens we do not have in America. The meals when we had no fish can be counted on one hand. Most of the fish we have gotten has been very fishy and full of bones. We all liked the whale steak and the frogs were not bad. I ate the seaweed for the salt and iodine. The fellows called the fresh variety sour owl manure. This kind I didn't like too well. The dried seaweed was much more palatable. There's quite a lot of fruit coming in now, mostly biwa, loquats, a few apples, and fresh bananas. Waiting is at a standstill as if all of us were holding our breath until we know whether we will be leaving for Africa and home. Rumors. 1. All Americans outside have been notified they would be leaving shortly. 2. A police guard from the other house hinted we would be leaving by the 7th. 3. Outside European fascist said radio report was that Americans from Shanghai, Hanoi, and Guam would be leaving shortly. 4. Five ships are supposed to be in the harbor. Matsuda is getting as extremely overbearing and peremptory, will not let anyone leave the house or go shopping for the group, regardless of the agreement. Nickname is now The Skull. Roy Henning. Overcast but warm. Studding. Reed. Had strawberries for night snack. Loquats.
June 4th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. We get a small helping of strawberries nearly every day. There is no new scuttlebutt about our leaving. There was an article saying 29 enemy nationals were leaving for Yokohama on June 9th. We have been able to buy a synthetic honey supposedly made of oysters. It doesn't go too badly on our cereal when we get any, or in the coffee, cereal. Charles F. Gregg. Article in the paper has all men gloomy this morning. It tells that 39 American civilians are leaving for Yokohama on the 9th, but fails to mention us. Three men are sick with dysentery, one with kidney trouble, and another case of scabies. Very is little being done for them. Roy Henning. Fine sunny day. Met the boys at the park. Nice chat. Reading Inside Europe. Very good. Still no news. June 5th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Our fish at breakfast was so strong, very little of it was eaten. It is 7,730 miles from Kobe to Lorenco Marques and 10,920 miles from there to New York by Buenos Aires. I sort of dread such a long sea trip. I hope I don't get seasick. The sauce we had over our fish was beyond description. It smelled rotten. Spirits are at a low ebb. We have not heard from the Swiss consul. To me, his not coming is a good sign rather than a bad one. I am reading Way of Transgressor by Negley Farson. Charles F. Gregg. Gloom is heavy, heavier today. Still no news about our exchange, and most of the men think little hope for us. I'm still holding out and believe our chances are better than even. Did all my washing today in preparation for departure next Monday or Tuesday. Roy Henning. Baggage lined up at the Travel Bureau makes us think of going home. June 6, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. An article says the British Air Force is pounding Germany. Over 1,000 planes raided Cologne on June the 3rd. 44 planes were shot down. Innsbruck, June 4th. Number of planes participating not given, but 40 planes shot down. Essen, on June 5th. Number of planes and losses not given. Bremen, June 5th. Planes and losses not given. There's an article saying 58 diplomats, 40, 40 American citizens, and one Canadian arrive from Manchuoko and will go to Yokohama on June 9th. If we do not go on Tuesday, I don't believe we will leave here until the diplomat ship returns. Charles F. Gregg. Will we go? No news. Rumors, yes, and plenty of indication for no. Tommy's took my shirt out to shorten the sleeves will not return until Tuesday or Wednesday. Mabuchi-san said, You must go back to America, but when I do not know. Roy Henning. Sunny day, no exercise period in the park. Reading and studying. June 7, 1942.
Harold Brunkerhoff. There is great significance placed on small happenings. Yesterday, the laundry was brought back. The fellows were told to gather their dirty laundry, and the laundry woman would be back and pick it up. She did not return, so they are positive we are leaving. Dizzy Maxim, dressed a little dog, got in bed with him and left two little turds. He interprets it to mean, we're going home in two days. He is willing to back it up with $25. Red Thomas has upped a large bet that we are leaving the tent. He claims to have inside dope. There will be a lot of disappointed fellows if we don't leave by the middle of the week. Doc McNulty and I approached Maxim from different directions. When near him, one of us said, What is that funny smell? The other said, I smell it too. Oh, I know. Dog poop. Here's a couple of jokes found in a British magazine. A man was applying for a job on a newspaper. The only job open was headline writer. He was given two news items to write headlines for. The first read, Man escapes from a sane asylum, rapes girl and escapes. His headline read, Nut, screws, and bolts. The second, a couple were married up in an airplane and flew for their honeymoon. Headline, Hi, Diddle Diddle. Charles F. Gregg. No news. Rain, gloomy Sunday. Wong gave us a drink. Had my first cigarette since December 10th. Chess and Wells, fate of man. Anything to keep minds off question that is on everybody's lips. Do we go home? Perhaps word tomorrow. Some are leaving on Tuesday. Are we among them? Roy Henning. Sunday, raining. Red all day on Inside Europe. June 8th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. The war is six months old. The Japanese are celebrating. For our exercise, we are allowed to walk down to the waterfront. Flags were out at every business building. It was nice to smell the salt water again. I hope we will be smelling it for 50 or 60 days straight. The Swiss consul has not yet come. We have scuttlebutt that the diplomat sailing has been postponed until June 15th. I don't know how much truth is in the report. The food has been terrible lately. Refrigeration is non-existent, I guess, from the smell of our fish. Roy Henning, Monday. Finish inside Europe. Red all day. No outing in the park today. Scuttlebutt about the ship arriving for transfer. June 9th, 1942. Harold Brunkerhoff. Last night, Hope was at a fever heat. Two men were down from the Butterfield house. They saw a large ship in the harbor that has 14 lifeboats on a stack. It was marked with huge white crosses on the smokestacks and sides of the ship. Many think that it is here for us. It is lunchtime and nothing has happened yet. There's an article today. The last paragraph reads, Separation on the battlefield is the ultimate achievement of modern manhood. Roy Hanning, Overcast, copying a new vocabulary of English words that John Gunther used. June 10th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. 
Six months a prisoner. Hopes are still running high. The meals stink literally, not figuratively. I'd give a lot for a good old American meal. The quality and taste of the ketchup we are getting is bad. It tastes like it was made of rotten tomatoes. I've quit eating it as I believe it is giving me sour stomach. At least something is. Roy Henning had a short haircut and shaved. Reading How Green Was My Valley, very, very good. June 11th, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Days without end. Still no news that Swiss Consul fails to appear. Police guard tells us that exchange boat, now in harbor, will leave Yokohama June 17th to 18th. Also tell us unofficially that we are not going on this exchange, perhaps on the next boat. But when is the next boat? They don't know. The park is being re-turfed now, so there is no exercise, either morning or afternoon. Food is, if anything, getting worse than bad. Impossible to eat soup or fish, and we have cabbage three times a day, seven days a week. Matsuda is now completely unbearable in his arbitrary haughtiness. His crass lack of education makes some of his decisions and orders laughable due to their acute dumbness. Press released today, reporter June 10th, about a successful attack and big victory on Dutch Harbor and off Midway. Big accounts of their success and finally sinking all U.S. Pacific aircraft carriers. Supposedly, they sank the last two in the above battle. They admit, however, of losing a carrier while another carrier and heavy cruiser were badly damaged. This must have been a fairly big battle. Still reports of big success and sub-attacks in Sydney Harbor and Madagascar. Also sub-shelling of Sydney and Newcastle. Harold Brinkerhoff. Our group purchased Inside Europe by John Gunther. We drew for turns to read it. I am reading it and have three days to do so. It is very enlightening on the European situation. A fellow from the Butterfield House was down. He said some Catholic fathers passed by. They called to him and asked if they were leaving for home. They said they were leaving on June 16th. Hopes are running high again. The paper tells of a naval engagement at Midway in which we are reported to have lost two carriers and 120 planes. The other at Dutch Harbor where we lost 14 planes, one transport, and some oil tanks set afire. Their Japanese combined losses one carrier sunk, a carrier and cruiser damaged. These were the last carriers we have, all have been sunk. Bushido, misspelled. Two false prophets have fallen by the wayside. Maxim said we would leave on the 9th, Thomas on the 10th. Happy birthday, sister of mine. Roy Henning, very warm day. Rigged up a mosquito protection over my head. Study Japanese vocabulary. June 12, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Waiting. No news about an exchange. The Swiss consul called today and we don't go home. Perhaps on the next boat 
if there is a next boat. Approximately one half of Americans are being exchanged, and those going have been in the main picked by the U.S. government. Civilians will leave here on Tuesday for Yokohama. We were given 20 yen per person and told that the U.S. government has not as yet approved, giving us more than $5 per month. We are using the money mainly for food supplements. Also tried to get medical treatment worked out so men could get better dental care and medical care. Swiss Consul picked a new dentist and another oculist for our use. Guaranteed payment for up to 20 yen per person and will pay the bill. Vaughn will be taken to the International Hospital. Harold Brinkerhoff the Swiss consul's assistant was here this morning. The balloons are deflated. He said he had not been notified of our leaving, and inasmuch as the time of departure of the ship was so close, he didn't believe we were included. Izumeda, the Japanese interpreter who just returned from Tokyo, said he knew we were not going with the diplomats, but on the next ship. When it will leave, no one knows. Evidently, there will be a ship for us. The consul brought some articles of clothing and some games. We each received 20 yen. The clothing or yen has not yet been distributed. Brunton was talking to Sakamoto about astronomy. He knows an amateur astronomer and is going to get him over here. Brunton is going to try and have him give us some glass so we can grind a telescope lens. If they aren't too expensive, I'm going to get one also. The Swiss consul said he would try and get our food cater changed. We hope our menu will be changed. I guess all of us can forget exchange and settle down for a long wait. Roy Henning. Swiss consul came. News that we don't go on this ship. Maybe the next one. Given 20 yen. Received a pair of wool stockings and a vest. June 13th, 1942, Roy Henning, Saturday, made a trip to the Butterfield House, did some shopping, made trip on Motomachi, same night, sightseeing and shopping. June 14th, 1942, Charles F. Gregg, arose at 5.45 a.m. today, my birthday, swell setting and were taken on a hike to Japanese Shrine about two miles from the Institute. Interesting walk and 45 men made it. Mess cooked today, set tables, etc. Food was terrible. Breakfast, half a banana, cabbage and eel, could not eat due to bones, imitation coffee, black, and a quarter pound of bread. Lunch, soup, no one ate due to offensive odor and bad taste. Cabbage, fish cake. Only two out of our 11 could eat it. A small piece of fairly good firm fish and a small piece of potato. Also bread. Dinner, tea straight and bread. More cabbage, more eel we could not eat. Two small pieces, pieces of some type of squash. Vesper service. Theme, Flag Day. I conducted and Father Marquette gave sermonette. Mrs. Allen gave tea to the group again 
and spent about one hour talking about Japan to a small group of us, played chess with Doc McNulty after roll call, and listened to an album of Stephen Foster records. Made me rather homesick considering my three years away from home in the States. Oh yes, Carl West and I also told the group of our decision to resign as leaders and asked that they pick out others as soon as convenient. Harold Brinkerhoff Last evening we had a two-hour musical. We have several operas and the consul brought us some more during his visit. Among them was the works of Stephen Foster. One in particular was very appropriate. I feel like a motherless child far from home. We had a very enjoyable two hours. Sakamoto, our guard in charge when the skull isn't here, took us to a shrine in the northeast part of town. It took us about a half hour's walk each way. Shinto and Buddhist are the two main religious groups in Japan. The people seem to be very devout. We were taken to a different shrine two weeks ago. The grounds are beautiful, the shrubs and trees so nice and green. One thing I noticed different this morning was that the people clapped their hands twice before bowing. The shrines, I am told, are devoted to ancestor worship. Today is American Flag Day. We had a nice sermon on the world situation. Roy Henning, Sunday, took a nice hike to a temple before breakfast, very pretty rainy day. June 15th, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Dr. Peravicini, delegate of the International Red Cross, called on us today and examined the house, asked about food and treatment, took some notes. He is an elderly Swiss who is far from robust or active looking with a hesitance of age in his speech. He said he would spend, he would send a report to Geneva about our conditions, but my personal opinion is that he will be able to do very little to aid us. Carl and I were drafted back as leaders, and we accepted the job on the basis that over 75% of the men gave us a vote of confidence and authority to appoint committee men to perform various regular tasks. This was given, and we have formed a staff organization and break down a work into 10 committees. Busy getting them organized today. Harold Brinkerhoff, the international representative of the Red Cross, a Swiss by the name of Peravicini, was here today. He didn't seem to know what he could or couldn't do for us. We don't expect much from him. The grapevine has it that the Japanese lost 20 ships at Midway. The Germans haven't been able to do much with the Russians. Roy Henning. Monday. Shave, shower, wash clothes. Swiss Red Cross representative called here. Overcast. June 16th, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Still working on getting committee functioning properly. 150 plus Americans left Kobe today for Yokohama as a first step in their repatriation. Approximately 100 of them were gathered together in the park and marched past us on their way to the station. We waved and shouted words of cheer and banter at one another 
as they marched by by throwing their hats, canes, and umbrellas into the air. It gave us a queer feeling to see them leave us behind. Well, perhaps the next boat. Harold Brinkerhoff. I'm starting a Spanish course this morning. There was a number of Americans went by on their way to the train to embark for Tokyo. Most of them were nuns and priests. They all shouted, goodbye and good luck. Wish we had been going with them. We have been told we will be going on the next ship, but the Lord only knows when that will be, and he is not liable to tell. There was a notice in the paper saying the Germans have said that all ships on the high seas after June 26th will be sunk on sight. Roy Henning. Sunny day, hot weather. Finished How Green Was My Valley, a wonderful book. And this concludes episode number 25 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye now.